Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Why? Ew. Ew. Ow. 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 I don't. I don't. I don't dig the deep voice. No, you don't want me to talk like this the entire podcast. No, it seems very disappointing. Like a lot of players were in week ten. Oh, nice segue, Michelle. Thank what you. is up, everybody? Welcome into the Ball Blast Podcast. I am your host, Kate. And I'm Michelle. And you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And I'm at BallBlastM, BallBlastEM. E-M. E-M. We got lots to talk about today. Lots of news, lots of notes. Everybody, if you are a fan of ours and you want to check us out on Patreon, help support this awesome podcast that we put together and we hustle for all the live long day. All the live long day? All the live long day. You can okay. check us out over at patreon.com slash ballblast. Really appreciate your support over there. We've got a great Slack chat group. We do an extra episode per week. Whatever content you need, you tell us what you need. We get it over to you. Always. Always. Michelle, what's up? Let's hear about your week three. Tell me about your biggest fantasy victory. The victory. All right. Uh, playing OJ Howard in a lot of spots was a good victory. Now he only got, you know, right around 50 yards in that touchdown. But in the tight end spot, that's all you're hoping for. There was just some garbage players, you know, that you could have picked. So picking OJ Howard made me happy because I was not playing him lately, but I picked him up off of a lot of waivers and plugged him in where I was, where he was needed and he performed for me. You can't, like, you could not start OJ Howard moving forward correct yeah probably not this was against the arizona cardinals if he couldn't do it against the cardinals he can't do it period but he did it he did it and it still wasn't amazing though no but i was, was hoping it, i was hoping for like a hundred yards and a touchdown like i was i was hoping for old school oj howard remember back in the day when oj howard was just an athletic monster who would crush the he dreams he still of, is Okay. But Bruce Arians is crushing his dreams and our dreams. That's absolutely fair. But he's helping your man's dreams come true, Mike Evans. It, it's so true. Mike Evans, he he's just, he's balling. Chris Godwin, though, what do we do with Chris Godwin? Is he an every week start to this point? I'm still starting him every week. Because okay. any week he can go off. I'm still going to keep plugging him in. He's not killing you. He's just not really helping you that much. But he's it, not killing you. But I want the guys to help me. You know who's killing you is David Johnson. Yikes. Yeah, Negative points. You could have started nobody. And he would have got more points than David Johnson. Yeah, let's, let's save this discussion. Let's get into the news. It's just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right. Talking about breaking news, let's talk about David Johnson. We did hear from Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, after the game, he looks atrocious. He looks like he doesn't know how to run. Yeah, He what... looks slow as a mofo. <laughs> Cliff said that he's still dealing with his injuries. Sorry, he looks slow as mofo. <laughs> Cliff says he's still dealing with his injuries and getting a feel for it. I guess those are his words. Getting a feel for it. Whatever I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't know what that means, but DJ before... You know, before this week, said he's 100% and he's ready to go. And we all were like, he's going to be so hungry. He's going to be so hungry because Drake did so well and he wants to prove that he can do that too. Yeah, I remember that time. Rough. Oh my goodness. He looks so bad. Like, he got work. Not a ton. Drake got more. But the reason why he didn't get more work is because when he touched the ball, he didn't move. I mean, I've never actually seen someone move he so slow. He was moving through molasses. He made C.J. Anderson look like Tyreek Hill out there. <laughs> it was insane. Oh, that's that's sad. He but didn't look like he was trying. I, I don't I don't know. There was one running back that he did outperform. Who? 
Saquon Barkley, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Mr. One Yard, 13 rushing attempts, went for x-rays after Sunday's game. I like I don't know what to, what to say about. I think you just throw that game away. He's been pretty bad since coming back from his injury. I think he rushed back. I think he did too. And, and all of his fantasy owners were hoping he rushed back. But then this kind of shows you where maybe you need to just be patient because maybe you would have got a better Saquon Barkley yeah. if he was coming back this week when he was supposed to be. Instead of rushing back, you got terrible weeks. I mean, they haven't killed you except for this past week, but yikes. Yeah, he has not looked good over the last four games. 2.58 yards per carry. He's been getting some things done on, in the air. Uh, 184 yards. He's averaging 46 yards per game through the air over the last four weeks. But like, dang, dang, Saquon. Pat Shermer came out to say after the game that he was banged up. Like I said, he got some x-rays. I don't know what this means, but the, the good news for Saquon Barkley is that he gets the bye week. So hopefully that gives him a little bit more time to rest up get right get back to it we haven't heard a lot of news about it since the game though um you got you're gonna keep rolling with barkley and i think after the bye it will the bye is going to be huge for him i think that's a great timing for him get him into the bye let him rest up a little bit and barkley will come back strong barkley's one of the guys though that i think you should absolutely trade for if you can maybe swindle him from the barkley owner if they are scared because it's it's been a little bit scary watching Saquon out there. There's never a buy low window. There's never a buy window for Saquon Barkley. But when you're looking at games like he's having and the fact that he just hasn't been Saquon Barkley, are you telling me that there's no price that a guy's willing to sell for if they're just maybe a little nervous because he's got a nice schedule coming up. Well, you're going to have some people desperate on like uh, during this bye week, too, if they need a win. So in redraft, you might be able to go get him. I mean, in Dynasty, he's still going to be outrageous. Uh, another running back you're not happy if you started whatsoever was Devonta Freeman. But like that's most weeks, right? That's yeah. not a surprise. Who's ever excited to start Devonta Freeman? Devonta Freeman and David Johnson look like the same guy to me right now, and I don't like either of them. I, I they both look like they're running through the pool molasses. I wanna I wanna say that's mean to David Johnson, but that might be mean to Devonta Freeman. I don't know who it's meaner towards, and <laughs> De- that's well, Devonta not good. Devonta Freeman got hurt during this game, uh, midfoot sprain. Uh, he before he got hurt, he had thirteen touches, a total of forty eight yards, no touchdowns. Not not exciting, not exciting stuff. But he did get hurt. Brian Hill came in, had a much better game. He had like 20 carries or something after he got hurt, racked up a lot more yards. So, you know, moving forward, how do you feel about Brian Hill? Because it looks like Freeman's going to miss at least two weeks with this sprain. He is actually my waiver wire priority. An interesting tidbit from our friend Matthew Betts at the Fantasy PT, always giving great injury analysis. Um his commentary was that it might be closer to three to four weeks because this is a similar uh, foot sprain to what Devonta Freeman has dealt with in the past. I'm calling it right now. Freeman's not coming back. And if he comes back, he's not usable. I, I would be fine just getting rid of Freeman. I mean, but hopefully you, have an IR you can't, spot. But... You can't drop him. I guess like, not. What are you going to do with Devonta Freeman? Because... I, maybe you do drop him, and maybe you watch somebody else in your league pick him up and try to play him. He's but... been miserable to play anyways. I I don't think this is a good sign. Obviously, a midfoot sprain, and I don't see it being only two weeks either. <laughs> like he He's not one to heal fast. We've seen this in the past. He's not uh, Saquon Barkley, no. even though even he, we thought he healed so fast, but apparently, you he know. Lost, he just lost his juice there. Um, big injury news, uh, staying in Atlanta, we got Austin Hooper with an MCL sprain. Not, not great going into your fantasy playoffs. Austin Hooper has been absolutely lights out for your fantasy leagues. You drafted him pretty late, so you got him at a great value for, for where he's performing, but we don't know how long he's going to be out and you're heading into your fantasy playoffs. So what do we do? Because you need you need somebody. And uh, Austin Hooper, it's not like 
he's one of those low tier guys where maybe you've been streaming between tight ends. What do we do? Do we? Yeah, you've been you've been just counting on Hooper. You've been plugging him in every week. You have been spoiled because those of us without tight ends were struggling to find anyone. And basically, we're just hoping that there's a streamer out there playing against the Cardinals. Yeah. And weeks that like uh, a player like Austin Hooper is playing against the Cardinals, we're in trouble because someone already owns him. I don't. You're just gonna have to stream like the rest of us and cry when you get three points in that in that spot, or be really happy because you got three points in that spot instead of zero. Yeah. And I I think one. One guy that I'm looking at in um, some of my some of my leagues where I am fortunate enough to own a, a Hooper share, Ryan Griffin, tight end Chris Herndon of the New York Jets was placed on IR, and you could find worse than Ryan Griffin, right? He um, in the last you could find better. You could find better, but. You know, we're looking at a team that's got a very nice upcoming schedule. Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati. Not the worst matchups. You should hopefully see Sam Darnold not turn over the ball, although I'm not betting. I'm not placing a bet on it. Um, he, I, I just think that if you're in the position where you need a tight end, why not Ryan Griffin? Yeah. 66 yards, two touchdowns, 50 yards. You seen the upside there, and why we're saying Ryan Griffin is because Chris Herndon is on now IR. IR, on IR with broken ribs, so he lasted for a whole game and got us one catch. So thanks, Chris Herndon. I've been holding on to you for a very long time. Yes, actually, I don't know that it's actually broken ribs. I think there's an issue with his rib cartilage. But regardless, Michelle, who are you? Like, give me a name of a guy that I can stream because I lost Austin Hooper. In a few leagues, what do I do now? So the first thing I do is I look to see if David Njoku is out there because he'll be coming back soon. Yeah. And he's not going to be back this week, but he should be back next. So that's a nice fill-in right there. If you didn't have an IR spot, someone couldn't hold David Njoku the whole year. If they did, then they're just not paying attention, you know. Like, yeah. You can't just waste a bench spot like that. So go look for him and pick him up if he's there. If not... um, Someone like Dallas Goddard, if he's still out there, he's been performing. I mean, his upside is obviously capped because Zacherts is also there, but he's been steady. He's not going to kill you any week. Darren Fells is very up and down, but he's a he's a boom bust play. I don't. I think you can do worse than Darren Fells. Like I would rather Darren Fells than Ryan Griffin. They're very I think similar Fels, though. Fells has been a little more consistent. I think you've been able to count on him a little bit more than. Than most. And then if the super injury is only going to be a week or two, right? MCL Spain, it really matters how severe it is. We don't know much yet. I think Kyle Rudolph, until Adam Thielen gets back. He's been the dude. Yeah, I mean. Two touchdowns, a two-point conversion. He only had 14 yards, but he does have matter. two touchdowns. He's had uh, now four touchdowns in the last four games. Not bad. Yeah, with Adam Thielen gone, he's targeted in the end zone. Yeah, he's, he's the guy there. But the issue is there is a week 12 buy. So this is a one-week fill-in for you, for Austin Hooper. But that's what us people without good tight ends have to do. We have to go one week we at a time. suffer. One week at a time. But yeah, <laughs> uh, good luck there replacing him. It stinks. We already brought up the Chris Herndon news. There's not really much else to say about that. How about Matthew Stafford? We got some surprising news this past weekend. Felt like all was well there in Detroit, and then we get the sleeper alert. Matthew Stafford. I was shocked. Broken ribs, or broken back, sorry, <laughs> broken bones in his back. I'm, I've got ribs on the brain. Went to Dinosaur Barbecue this weekend, by the way, while we visited Syracuse. That was awesome. Thebomb.com. The bomb, and you bet your butt, I ate some ribs. Um, Matthew not... Stafford. <laughs> Getting back to Matthew Stafford, he is... Uh... Uh, a broken bone. I can't stop thinking about ribs. In his back. I don't really know much detail about ex- his exact injury, but it's not great. It's not great. Uh, no, I, what concerns me is that he wanted to play and the doctors would not allow him to play. That is more concerning that he wanted to go and the doctors said, no, no way. He is That's listed as day-to-day, week-to-week. What does that mean? So I also, think it's just week to week. Month to month, year to year. I mean, can we just use them all then? Yeah. Like, Jeff Driscoll, 
um, under under center for the time being. Detroit loses again. If they lose again, They're why out. why are you plug it in Matthew Stafford with a with a broken bones in his back? No, you definitely don't want to aggravate that further. So. I, <laughs> If it's that serious, I you know, and they're out of contention, I can see them shutting him down. And how but, well can he play with yeah. this? And we did see. I mean, he's been playing some of the most beautiful football. Great. But we saw what he did last year when he was injured with a literally a broken back. This is what he we was last year. But now we have Jeff Driscoll. What do we do? Are you are you fear fearful fearful? of the wide receiver core in Detroit now because they've been playing lights out too. I mean, everyone did fine with Jeff Driscoll. He's not the worst backup quarterback. No. You're obviously never going to play Driscoll in fantasy football, but we saw last year he made Boyd. He Boyd was fine with him when, yeah. when Driscoll was covering for Andy Dalton last year in Cincinnati. He ranked 18th in average points per game um, among wide receivers, which that's that's a wide receiver too. And... I maybe I'm biased, but I think that Kenny Galladay is a more talented wide receiver than Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. So me too. He had 57 yards and a touchdown last week. That was against Chicago, uh, in Chicago. Like that's a hard matchup for any quarterback for any wide receiver. Yes, I, I'm not worried about it. You know, and, what? you saw Driscoll and Kenny Galladay connect on a nice, nice 47 yard bomb touchdown. Like I, I was absolutely shocked that the two managed to connect, but. He looked good. Like, he, he looked as good as you could hope for him to be. I know he had 10 yards outside of that touchdown, but he got the targets. You got to assume another week in the offense should mean good things. Yeah. Marvin Jones had a fine game. The one guy I would be concerned about is probably Danny Amendola. It seemed like Stafford's guy there for a second. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be Driscoll's guy. He did see eight targets in this game. Okay. 29 yards, though. He's not He's not doing a ton with it. Eight targets is interesting, though, for yeah. sure. TJ Hawkinson, six targets, 47 yards, no touchdown. But that's sort of what you've been expecting from, from Hawkinson. I would just really, weeks. I just would really only want to stick with the main guy, probably, Kenny Galladay. What about Marvin Jones? Marvin He's Jones been... has been good. Uh, it, it's just a little bit his upside is cap without Matthew Stafford. That's all. I think Kenny Galladay is the best wide receiver on the team. He's, He's definitely a big play guy. Uh, Marvin Jones is so if you if you're counting on just the big play it's it's definitely harder to start him but either way I I I like all these guys I think they're all really good wide receivers and I think that Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are a similar caliber talent like Marvin Jones is very capable of coming back with uh, coming down with a big big clutch catch just as much as Kenny Galladay I think these guys are Totally fine in this offense. Obviously, it's a downgrade, but, you know. A.J. Green is day-to-day. <sighs> Whatever. Had swelling in his ankle. Well, interestingly enough, Pro Football Doc did post a video with A.J. Green was doing some training, like rehab training on the field before the game, and he said that there there was some noticeable parts in the video where he was actually favoring... Um, favoring his sprained ankle. Just so, sit out, AJ Green. You don't want to play. You're not getting your money. You're going. You have an zero and nine team. You are going to be getting passes from from Ryan Finley. Just sit out the year and but, hope that they trade you next year. What What happens though when you sit out the year and then you miss you miss an opportunity to showcase yourself? I don't know because I don't think AJ Green going to be good. Yeah, if he's Really, this banged up. I I doubt that he's gonna reach his peak performance anyway. He's gonna favor this ankle, get hurt again. It's just the same thing over and over and over with AJ Green. Yeah, he needs a new start. Will Fuller, another injury prone guy who cannot stay healthy. Um, he returned to practice today. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, but he's a startable guy. They're playing the Ravens, not. The best right now. The Ravens yeah. defense keeps getting better every week. That Marcus Peters trade that they um, that they completed that dude a couple is weeks addicted ago. Addicted to interceptions. Yep, it was a good trade. At the time, I was happy they didn't get Ramsey, but Marcus Peters has made a couple of huge plays for them, and he's he's been a real solid pickup. 
yeah. this year. Yep. So not pumped to start Will Fuller, but you can do so if necessary. We still have, when we've seen Kenny Stills and Will Fuller both healthy, they just hurt each other. Yeah. And it kind of hurts DeAndre Hopkins too. So a little bit nervous about that. And Emmanuel Sanders exited the game with rib cartilage issues. What does yeah. that mean? Nurse, can you explain this to me? <laughs> I'm a kidney transplant nurse. I don't have rib cartilage issues <laughs> with my patients. Damn. My little my little teeny toddler patients. I don't got no rib cartilage issues. Maybe you should um, venture out and learn more. Maybe I maybe nurse I should. Kate. I hey, I can do some some sideline training. I think Sanders is going to be okay. I think it's going to be a pain tolerance issue. Maybe he misses a week, but yeah, usually, usually rib issues do seem to be pain tolerance issues. Might have some extra padding, get shot up, but it does sound like he will be a game time decision uh, for Sunday's matchup against the Cardinals. Shanahan, Shanahan, Shanahan. He is also hopeful that Kittle returns Sunday. He had the knee injury. You saw him up in the booth last night. Now, if you chopping are on the pit. if you're a Kittle owner, I'm playing. You don't care if he's at 25 percent yeah. because this is against the Cardinals. Yeah, this K- is against Kittle the Cardinals, at 25 percent. Oh, I'm gonna like DFS him all over 5%, the place. Five percent. He could be on one leg. Put, yeah. Put the other leg in a cast. He has to hobble down. Oh my gosh! Jump. Put his leg on a one of those scooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, I'm sure he would catch a long pop touchdown. Yep. One hand, just he doesn't even have any hand issues, but just you know, put it behind his back. He's yeah. Still gonna, you know, outscore yeah. the rest of the tight ends against Cardinals. Yeah. Owners, you're praying for him to play in this game because he can win you your week by himself. Good lord. Yes. And then another San Fran player, Matt. Brenda. Brenda. Matt Bereda uh, re-sprained his ankle. But it seems God, like... God, he re-sprains his ankle every week. If I sprain my ankle as often as Matt Bereda does, I would just chop it off. It seems like he's always a game-time decision. He always plays, I guess. And always kicks butt. The latest reports say he could miss a couple weeks. I don't believe it. I don't believe it until I see it with my own eyes. He just always plays. It'll be interesting. I do think he misses this week, though. I don't believe it till I see it with my good eye. And then my favorite news of the week, my boy, my love. Our boy. My boy. James our. Connor is expected to play on Thursday that's, in Cleveland. That's very good news. We the have Steelers seen, have not been able to run the ball. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jalen Samuels, the guy that was going to take James Connor's job this season. Oh, everyone was so worried about that. He's just so much better. Yeah, we've seen how much better Jalen Samuels is than Connor. It's terrible. And Connor's back. And I can't wait to watch this boy play and to plug him back into my lineup. Jalen Samuels is not a very good running back. No. But he can catch a ball. He but can catch Dash a ball. Waltz can catch a ball. And actually does more after the catch. James, James Connor. Connor. All right. Uh, Everyone knows last, I'm obsessed with him. It's fine. By the way, in the last four weeks, Jalen Samuels, can you, can you guess his yards per attempt? It has to be less than three. 1.91 yards per carry for Jalen Samuels. <laughs> That's Not worse than good. I thought. That's worse than I thought. Not good. So now he's had one good game as a starter in the last two years. Yeah, but he's he's a big threat. I I think we're we're good to go there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. James Conner, I wrote about him this week in my Roto World Trade Targets column as a potential league winning guy. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a very nice upcoming schedule. Um See Cleveland, then Cincy, then Cleveland. Um, Arizona. Arizona. The Bills you can run on. The Bills, the Jets. Yep. We've talked about this a lot. He should eat up the rest of the season. So if you can capitalize on that by, you know, making a little tradesy, maybe move David Johnson well, to if they some listened, sort of believer if, if they're on drugs. If they listened to our episode last week, they already traded for him because now it's probably too late because the news is that he's coming back, so... Yeah, but, I mean, there are some people that are just off the in- injury-prone players because he is he's a risky asset. He's hes literally, I think, been injured in every single game or been pinged up. Shush. 
shush. <laughs> Remember, we're going to talk about this in one second. So talking about James Conner, we think he's going to be a league winner. He's had an up and down year. We think he's going to be just dominant the rest of the year. Now, getting into our segment today, we're going to talk about players that will surprise us over the next six weeks. We have six more weeks of the regular season, not including week 17, because you should not be playing fantasy football in week 17. That's not the fantasy football season. That's week not. 17 is not fantasy football season. But there are there are leagues that do, so and don't I'm worry. So in week 17, we will be helping you out. And if you pay I attention, guess. in week 17, you will win, because there's so many guys on the waiver wires you can pick up. We'll get into that in week 17, though. <laughs> We're going to talk about the next six weeks here. Guys that are just going to come out of absolutely nowhere and win you weeks. Guys that have been struggling this season so far that are going to turn it around because it happens every year. Kate, do you want to get into this segment with me? I do. All right. Let's go Let's go for a little swim. I want to celebrate. Who do you want to celebrate? I want to celebrate somebody winning me my fantasy championships, Michelle. Yeah, we're talking about guys that's like completely turning around their season or coming out of nowhere. Like last year, we had Josh Allen, Robert Foster, and Zay Jones, all from the same team, be absolutely nothing until right around this time, until at least, not until at least week 11. And then they all came out of nowhere to help you win fantasy championships. We had Derek Henry be miserable, mm-hmm. miserable to own the entire year. People mm-hmm. dropped him. People stopped playing him. People did anything not to have him on their teams. And then he turned it all around. It was amazing for people. Dalvin Cook was injured pretty much the whole season, just was struggling and then was awesome at the end of the year. Damian Williams wasn't even a thing. No one even thought of him. When when Kareem Hunt got suspended, people ran for Spencer Ware. Yeah. And Damian Williams won people championships. CJ Anderson, who would have thought that Todd Gurley was going to be out and CJ Anderson would come off his couch to help you win. We had other lower end guys like Elijah McGuire and Gus Edwards win us weeks. And then Aaron Rodgers, who was completely useless yeah, until the end poopy. of the year. He was so poopy. Came came through for you in the end uh, at the end of the year there to win you some games, get you into the playoffs, win you those playoff games. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It happens every year. Yeah. So I want to talk about these guys that we foresee doing this, helping have, us win that yeah. we think are left for dead right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to hear your guy first. Let's let's you tell me one. So this is a guy who I haven't been very high on due to his injury concern, but he's returning from IR week 11, Sir Darius Geis. Has me a little nervous. His injury history, long term, I do not like. In Dynasty, I'm not too high on him because I think we do have to worry about his health long term. He has had numerous knee injuries that's never good when you have repeated knee injuries. Um, and it, it hasn't just been one knee that keeps getting injured. He just flips, flops back and forth. But Darius Geis, he returns from IR. We've seen we've seen Adrian Peterson get a, a pretty decent workload in his absence. And he has a very nice upcoming schedule. He's got the Jets, Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, Green Bay, Philadelphia. Don't love Philadelphia, but then he gets the Giants. I I love this upcoming schedule. And schedule is definitely where you have moments where you can see a bounce back guy um, who maybe hasn't been healthy. When you get extra room in the running game, that's where you get those bounce back games. Detroit Lions, second overall in fantasy points allowed to the running back. Carolina Panthers, third overall. And I think not even so much looking at the schedule. Yeah, it's nice to have a good schedule. But at the same time, you have a a team here that's young, that they're putting in Dwayne Haskins, not Case Keenum. Yeah, officially made the commitment that he will be the starter rest of season. They've lost enough games now. So it's just about evaluating talent. There's no reason to throw AP out there for 20 carries a game. You know what he is. He's nothing special anymore. He's he's still doing okay out there. But you want to see what you have on guys. Chris Thompson's still banged up. 
now you have Terry McLaurin, Darius Geis, and Dwayne Haskins. You want to say see if these three can be the cornerstone of your offense moving forward. So I think Geis will get the opportunity. Maybe not in week 11, right? Like maybe he, he starts slowly, but I do think by the time we get to those fantasy playoffs, he can definitely be a league winner. So I like that pick by you. Yeah, and I mean, as opposed to the early season for the Redskins, um, since Jay Gruden was fired, they Adrian Peterson has been averaging 18.8 rushing attempts per game, 5.11 yards per carry. I think the opportunity is definitely there for him. Michelle, give me your guy. So my guy, uh, he did have a good game this past week, so maybe it's a little bit cheating, but it's Joe Mixon. Okay. So he had 30 carries this week. Most people carries. cashed out on Joe Mixon a while back, so I think it... Despite the the bounce back week, I think uh, I'm interested to hear your pitch. Let's go. Yeah, and I don't think this is just a one-time thing. So that's what I'm trying to say here. 30 carries, 114 yards. That's only 3.8 yards per carry. It's still not great, right? It's against the Baltimore defense. You could have an easier... You could have an easier matchup there. This was a hard one. They were getting killed. Like, I'm surprised they kept running the ball. It's great to see he had 30 attempts. The reason why I'm going with Joe Mixon going forward is because Andy Dalton is not coming back. Yeah. They're going to play out Ryan Finley. And when uh, Andy Dalton's out of the game, Joe Mixon gets more opportunity and he does better. So last year we saw Andy Dalton miss a handful of games with injury. This year we have the one game. So in the last two two years, we've had six games without Andy Dalton, the game 17 with. Uh, in the games without, he Joe Mixon gets five more rushing attempts per game. Actually, six more. He averages six more rushing attempts per game and averages over 40 yards more on the ground in games with Alp Dalton. That's pretty fancy. Yeah, and I think moving forward, we're going to see him be the, the key of this offense, right? They're going to run through him. We now have Bernard Hurt, so it's really just Joe Mixon. I think he keeps getting these attempts. He needs to be more involved in the passing game, and I don't know how many touchdown opportunities he's going to have. But when they get down to the goal line, it's going to be all Joe Mixon whenever they get down to the goal line. But his rushing attempts, like I said, go way up. He averages, like if you did a 16-game pace without Andy Dalton, it's 1,624 rushing yards compared uh-huh. to 936 for a 16-game pace with Andy Dalton. It's a it's a smaller sample size, but still, I like him moving forward with Dalton out of the game. They have a very decent schedule. They have the Raiders coming up next. Pittsburgh, you can run on Pittsburgh. You just can't throw. The Jets, Cleveland, the only bad game is New England, and then they get Miami in Week 16. I think Joe Mixon's going to surprise people, turn a season around, and be a league winner. I love it. I'm going to go with a long-forgotten wide receiver here. Do you remember Daddy? Daddy! Daddy! Sir D.D. Westbrook, he was he was like driving the Jaguars hype train all offseason, all we saw on Twitter, Didi, highlight catch. Didi, highlight catch. Oh my God, Nick Foles just loves Didi Westbrook. Wow, the connection between the two. And then, boom, 11 snaps into week one. Nick Foles is out of the game. And Didi Westbrook is the wide receiver 62 in half PPR formats. That's 6-2. So 62. Yeah, he's been banged up. He's been banged up. He's not doing too great when he's on the field, but he's not doing terrible. But he's not, not great. He's not doing terrible, but I don't I don't like what he's doing. But you know what? He gets his quarterback back. He was being hyped all offseason as Nick Foles' guy. Nick Foles is back. Week 11. He's going to be starting. He's going to be under center. And then into your fantasy playoffs, weeks 13 through 16, they get Tampa Bay. Oh, so delicious. Los Angeles Chargers are a little bit more challenging, but we can manage that. Oakland Raiders, Atlanta Falcons. That is your fantasy playoff schedule. And this dude might be on your waivers right now. Top teams in points allowed to wide receivers. Tampa Bay, number one. Tied for most touchdowns in the league to the wide receiver. Second most yards. Oakland, number five in fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver. Along the six most yards to the position. Then you've got the Atlanta Falcons, who are banged up, allowing an average of 188 receiving yards and 1.3 touchdowns to wide receivers per game. 
There's so much opportunity here. Nick Foles looked great. And you know what? Nick Foles has been a producer when he doesn't have the threat of Carson Wentz trying to steal his job back. He's actually been really good. He's produced fantasy wide receivers. So I think the schedule combined with the fact that Nick Foles is back in the lineup, give me that all day. I'm going to scoop him up wherever I can. I'm going to trade for him wherever I can. Okay. I, I, I'm a little bit iffy on that one. I'm tell a little me. iffy. There's nothing to tell you. I think he can be okay. I just don't think he's going to be consistent. But that schedule's nice, and you never know with Nick Foles. Do you think it might take time for Nick Foles to get back and like get in the groove? We saw we see offenses every year in the beginning of the season just you know start off slow. That's why defenses look so good in the beginning of the season. It just takes time for the offenses to start to click. Now they have to kind of start over here with Nick Foles. I'm just yeah. a little bit worried it could take some time. But by the fantasy playoffs, he could definitely start clicking with Didi. Yeah. Dad A. Dad A. All right, I'm going with another one. This one's risky. There's really no reason for it except to take narrative street. Okay. All right, so hang with me here. Todd Gurley. Okay. Okay. I think Todd Gurley's going to change his season around. He's been very disappointing. Even though he dropped in many drafts, still where you took him, he's been pretty disappointing for you. But against the Steelers this past week, he looked good. They're not giving him really carries. That's the issue. But he averaged six yards a carry. I swear if the Rams just fed Gurley the ball, they would have beat the Steelers. We could not stop Gurley. He wasn't getting huge, huge like plays he wasn't getting 20 to 30 yard plays but he was getting big chunks and that's what kills defenses and that for some reason the play calling just didn't have Gurley involved yeah when they took Gurley out of the game when they didn't put it in his hands that Rams often stopped and I'm wondering I'm just wondering maybe McVay will realize that right yeah hope so you have to do something different your team is struggling. You're not winning. You're in the NFC. And if you lose even two more games, you're out. You're done. Uh, even if you lose one more game, you might be done in this in this NFC. Uh, it's, it's hard there. So they need to start winning. And they need to figure out what's different. And what's different from last year when they were on a roll was that they're not using Todd Gurley anymore. They were so amazing these last two years because they're using Todd Gurley. We saw the offense start to struggle last year when Gurley got hurt. Yeah. So you're going to have to use them. They've been limiting his carries. But if you're limiting his carries, then hopefully they're doing that for a reason, for the end of the year when they want to make their run. Because if you're never going to start to use them, then what are you doing with them? Like, yeah, what, what are you, are you limiting him, him for? for? Yeah, what are you saving him for? So you can go nine and seven or eight and eight and, oh, at least we saved Todd Gurley's body. Okay, well, you're going to keep doing that? Yeah, that doesn't for, make any sense. Yeah, until what point do you continue to save Todd Gurley's body he can't like there's just no point if you're if you're not going to make it to the fantasy not to the fantasy playoffs (laughs) to the real life NFL playoffs what are you doing like you have no no excuse I think they start to ramp up his carries because that's the only way they're going to win they have a hard schedule right they have Chicago Baltimore Arizona Seattle Dallas 49ers and you might say well why would you think Todd Gurley is going to turn it around then yeah. The only way they win these games is if they get Todd Gurley involved. We've seen him be matchup proof before in the past. Yeah. They just need to feed him. They need to use him. And that's if McVeigh is as smart as we all think, he'll get him involved. Or Gurley's just really that injured, like really not that healthy. But I think Todd Gurley can be great. And he will be great. He will be Schedule's great. Schedule's scary. And everything's scary around this. I'm going to put my. Stamp of approval on Todd Gurley and say he's going to turn the season around and be a league winner. I'm absolutely shocked by the pick, but I like the boldness. Okay. Give me, give me your next one. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to head back to the running back position. I'm going with Ronald Jones. So much Twitter drama surrounding Ronald Jones this weekend. I'm giving the man some props. Okay. He has been on the field. Peyton Barber hasn't exceeded 35% of offensive snaps since week three. Ronald Jones has been that guy in that offense. With those 47% of snaps. Oh, I'm going to go off on you. Like, okay, go ahead. Okay. Keep going. So he's very clearly been, been a a pivotal guy when they've been, get that look off your face, Michelle. (laughs) 
Um, I'm just preparing because <laughs> Twitter is, oh my goodness. Sometimes I really do think about deleting it. My father gave me good advice and said, delete your Twitter. And maybe I should because Ronald Jones is a joke. Hey, that that is not that is not good. Okay. There is a difference between being a good good NFL running back and a good fantasy running back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. part of being a good fantasy running back is seeing volume. And Ronald Jones is going to be the guy to get that volume in that offense. It's not Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber time is over. We heard from Bruce Arians last week saying that it's it's Ronald Jones' gig, essentially. He earned the right. He looks better. If you're watching the two on the ground, who's passing the eye test? I know looking at yards per carry, it, Ronald Jones is nothing special. All right? They're, like, their offense is not built for the run game. It is clearly, it is the Bruce Arians air raid. So like, Bruce Arians says he, it's, it's, Ronald, it's Ronald Jones' time. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. He got 11 carries. Guess who else? Also got 11 carries this week. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. Guess who did better with his 11 carries this week? Peyton Barber. Neither one did great. Uh, but, <laughs> but guess who Ronald did more Jones did really bad. Ronald Jones did really bad. Who did more through the air? And He did great through the air. Cool. One time. I mean, he had literally one, two, three, um, five, six. He had eight receptions this whole year. He had eight in this one game. He doubled it. Like, th- why would you think this is going to continue? I- I'm pretty sure, I-, I just heard a stat that said, like, he had, like, less than eight receptions in all of his college career, less than eight receptions in all of his high school career. I think this is an outlier. I, I don't want to I don't trust... Think it's, I don't think it's going to continue on an ongoing basis, but I'm looking over the last few weeks, and I see one, two, three, four touchdowns in the last six weeks. He, like, he's had a relatively safe floor... How easy is it to find a running back with upside like Ronald Jones has? I know we're looking at, um, I want to say it was the uh, Rams game where he had 70 yards on the books, but he would have had over 150 yards if he didn't have so many rushes called back by penalty. Like we've seen him have upside on the field this season that hasn't always translated to the box score. Um, I mean, he's not a flawless player, but... I just think it's absolutely impossible to find a a running back this time of year, barring any major injury, who still isn't taken seriously as a, a viable fantasy asset. And I, I've been saying this for several weeks. I'm not just saying this because he had eight eight targets, eight receptions, seventy seven like I'm I'm that's not that's not where I'm going with this, but he's been he's been a guy that's produced touchdowns. He's made some splash plays, which that's what I want to see. I feel like he has, in most games, at least passed a uh, a comparable eye test. He's looked more explosive than Peyton Barber. Are you just trying to, like, uh, what is it called when you just talk forever in a, in a courtroom so Filibuster. the other person can't talk? That's what I feel like you're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Jones. Is, he's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. I mean, cool, he got a touchdown it's in this game. football. Cool, he got some receptions, but he had 29 yards on the ground. He's a running back that you can't trust to get you any yards Still on the ground. Still better than Jalen Samuels. Yeah, for sure, because Jalen Samuels is not a running back. Ronald Jones end. is a running back. Uh, like, we saw him get 19 carries in week four. The following week, he got nine. The following week after that, four. Then he went back up to 11. And then he got 18 two weeks ago. We were pumped, right? Even though he still only had 67 yards. And then he went back down to 11. Like, you have no idea what this Tampa Bay team's going to do. When they're playing a team like Arizona, where maybe they can keep it close and Jameis Winston's not going to throw 1 million turnovers or fumble 100 times, maybe he gets a few more carries. But. Yeah. I just can't trust him. He has not gone for over four yards per carry since week three. And that was against the Giants. Like, cool. You went, yeah, but you again, went over four yards against again, the Giants. Again, you're looking at the box score. Week four against the Rams, how many how many big runs did he have called back by offensive penalty? Okay, so that was week four. And then, like, he's just not showing me anything on the ground. Before this week, he's never had more than two receptions. Like, I don't know. Whatever. If you want to like Ronald Jones, like Ronald Jones, that's fine. He's a startable guy. 
for sure. You can start them. You can plug them in. But if you have to wait till week 10 to do a victory lap, then he wasn't very good, huh? Like week 10 is, were you holding on to him if you drafted him and you had to wait till week 10 to have a great game? but he's been available on waivers in plenty of leagues. Yeah, because he has a start. He is a startable running back. He's a startable running back moving forward if you need a guy to plug in, for sure. He's not going to kill you in, but... I don't foresee too many good games moving forward. They'll be fine. Okay. Oh man, Ronald Jones is gonna get I'm me. I'm sorry. Heart I think he has more. He's more gonna make me grow than... gray hairs. People coming at me with Ronald Jones, like, oh, why don't you like him? I well, think... maybe this was the first good week he's had. I just think he has more upside than you give him credit for. That's my only comment. Ugh. Ugh. I don't. I don't. All right, we're gonna go with another guy that I've hated on. For pretty much as long as I've hated on Ronald Jones. Actually, even more. But I'm going to give this guy some credit now. Damian Williams. 12 carries two weeks ago. 19. Oh, sorry. 12 carries this past week. 19 carries two weeks ago. He's taken over the starting gig. He's taken it back over from LaShawn McCoy. He's the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, He's not doing a, a whole ton with all of his carries. But he's doing well. He's doing well. Two weeks ago, he had a huge... 91 yard run he didn't really do anything besides that 91 yard run but he still did great things this last week he was a little bit better i thought watching him play he looked good he really did he looked good um if he's going to be the starting running back for the kansas city chiefs and actually get carries and touches and targets he's going to be a really good play moving forward that you probably got him cheap you someone may have dropped him you could have picked him up and maybe you've held on to him which you might not have the best record then if you've been playing him but Hopefully, you've had him on your bench, and you're going to plug him back in. You know, the the schedule looks decent over the, at least the next couple of weeks. He has the Chargers in Oakland. Like, he should be able to do stuff there. And then he has New England, Denver, Chicago. That's kind of not great. But if he's going to be using the passing game with Pat Mahomes, like, Pat Mahomes, it doesn't matter what defense is going against him. No. He's going to make it. He's going to make it work. Now, Damian Williams did fumble, and it ended up being a very, very costly fumble. They lost the game, not just because of him. They had a lot of other issues, but that fumble was huge. And McCoy got benched because of that fumble, but Damian Williams has looked better than McCoy. So I think Damian Williams can be one of those guys that just started off absolutely horrible, turns it around, and can win you a year. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I think that. And you know that hurts me to say. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's you trying to be objective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it, it's just been it's been a struggle to watch the Kansas City run game. They just haven't been able to. They look to get better. The spark. They look better with Damian Williams back there. Yeah, and I think that um, you know I I don't know what Lashawn's bench Lashawn Lashawn my my friend Lashawn. <laughs> I don't know what his benching, um, you know, I know we've seen sort of some conflicting reports. Yeah, they want to save him for later. They want to like, save him for later. If you want to do that, you still let him, you let him uh, suit up and you have him there and you have him play, you know, carry, have a couple carries. You don't just make him a healthy scratch. Yeah. It, it was just a, yeah, a weird move. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think that there's, there's room in this offense for for Damien Williams, I still don't think he's a special talent. I think he's a product of the offensive system. He's oh, a product yeah. of Andy Reid, but if he's going to be in the Andy Reid system, which is sort of why I feel like, you know. And he needs he needs a lot of volume. Yeah. If he doesn't get the volume, he's not going to do anything. Yeah. He definitely needs the volume, but I think he can have it. I think he can get it. So that's that's it for me. Did you have anyone else you wanted to bring up? I, I know I touched on D.D. Westbrook. Daddy. Daddy. I did want I to bring up. I love saying daddy. <laughs> daddy. I just wanted to also bring up that uh, his quarterback, Nick Foles, has the same awesome schedule. So there are some players that are hurting for quarterback. If you uh, had a Jacoby Brissett and you are worried about his, uh, his time heading into the future here, uh, I don't know if he will be active this week because he did have that MCL injury. Um, was out for week 10. But Nick Foles, he had a very solid first drive in just 11 snaps, five completions on eight targets, 75 yards and a score. Nice long touchdown to DJ Chark when he was in the game. Broken collarbone, not great, but he's got a pretty soft defense defensive schedule coming up. And um, 
you know, I think he's got the offensive pieces to do it. He talked a lot about getting Leonard Fournette involved in the passing game, which is always good uh, to help pad the stats for your fantasy quarterbacks. I, I think he deserves some some credit here, and he's available on most waivers. Yeah, we did bring up almost all running backs. I do think running backs win you leagues. Like I very much favor running backs. I'm always trying to find a running back that can that can carry me. Like yeah. it just I like running backs. You did mention a wide receiver, um, one quarterback that's a little risky, and there's a couple games in here you're not going to be able to play him. But Baker Mayfield, I do think he can turn around his season a bit. Um, he has the Steelers twice in the next three weeks, so not great. But if you have a quarterback right now that's a little iffy, he has a hard schedule. Baker remaining, he has the Dolphins still to go. He has Cincy. He has the Cardinals. He gets the Ravens week 16. Not fantastic, but there are three weeks in the next five weeks that I think he can be a top 10 quarterback. Risky. But I think you can do it. It is risky. It, it could be like an Aaron Rodgers year where he's been really bad, and then he can have some huge games to make his season look better. Yeah. Um, some other um, honorable mention, Kareem Hunt, very yeah. involved in the I brought him up last game. week as a league winner, baby. Yeah, and I mean, if they keep him involved to this, to this point, it's absolutely within the realm of possibility that He is going to be very productive. Saw nine targets, seven receptions, 44 yards, not much, no scores, but four rushing attempts for 30 yards. You got to think that a player like that is going to be involved moving forward. I I just, I don't think there's any way around it. Saw uh, 54% of offensive snaps. I just think that when you're looking at an offense that needs to get more creative, create some space, take some pressure off of Nick Chubb, who's looked absolutely fantastic, but you need to, I, I think, lighten up his workload a little bit and, and open it up for somebody else who is maybe more of a capable wide receiver. Um, not the easiest schedule coming up, but that's where some of these you know running backs shine is when they, they can't necessarily get it down on the ground. So mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, I really like that call, and I really like what we saw his first week. And then one more I want to bring up in case you're looking for a quarterback here with Matthew Stafford out or for any other reason, not this week and not next week. But Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has a a bye this week, and then week 12 is at Chicago. Okay, so he there's it's very likely he gets dropped because I, I don't know many people that can hold Daniel Jones through the bye. And then also at Chicago, if they see that, they might drop him. Now, if you have a bench spot... I guess you would hold him to the bye. But hopefully you can get him after the bye. Off waivers. Pick him up. Hold him through one game at Chicago. Then he has Green Bay, Philly, Miami, and Washington. Those are his last four games. That's That can be a, a serious game changer right there. Love yeah. all those matchups. We saw his ceiling this past week. Even in a game where he didn't necessarily look amazing. Like, he made a lot of mistakes. But... He makes the big plays. And Golden Tate is great for him. Uh, Golden Tate looks incredible. Evan Ingram should come back after the bye. Hopefully Barkley's healthier for the passing game. Hopefully Sterling Shepard can make his way back. He has that connection with Darius Slayton. Like, he has a lot of weapons. That offense is looking pretty decent. Um, But yeah, I like Daniel Jones moving forward as well. All right. All right. All right. Well, if you have any other questions about anyone else that you're considering um, hoping to bring you that title, let us know on Twitter. We'll we'll be sure to answer. Want to get into the Thursday night matchup real quick before we close out here? Let's do it. All right. We got Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland. Normally, this is a game where I'm like sad that they're playing each other because... I really want both teams to win every week, but Steelers are my number one. Always want them to win. This year, for some reason, I just, I don't know. I was so excited for Cleveland, I guess, and they let me down so hard. Normally, I don't care. Normally, they're 0-16. I'm like, I still want to watch Cleveland. I still want them to win. But for some reason, this year, I'm just like, ugh. Like, I just don't even want to watch you guys. Yeah. For It's somehow worse than the other years. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. But anyways, Pittsburgh got Cleveland. I do think this could be a trap game for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that. But talking fantasy-wise, Connor's back. We brought that up earlier. He's a play, right? You plug him right in. He's been um, in his two 
starts as the starter um, versus the Cleveland Browns last season. 100-plus yards in each of those matchups mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the ground and then had a pair of touchdowns in each of those games. Damn. Yeah. I did not know that. That's sick. But, yes, I think Connor will get a ton of work. They've been struggling without the running back back there. And Connor is a play, as well as the other side of the ball, their running back, Chubb. Nick yeah. Chubb, he, he's great. And you can run on the Steelers. For some reason, people don't. <laughs> they keep trying to throw. Um, and Pittsburgh is really good at yeah. stopping and making making teams make mistakes. If you just feed Chubb, I think it's going to be a close game. If they're smart, they feed Chubb. Chubb's going to have a great game. Or Hunt. And Hunt, yeah. I think Hunt's playable. I don't think you must play Hunt, but I think you can plug him in for yeah. sure. Uh, people that are, you know, play, people are going to have questions about OBJ. Do yeah. you play him or not? OBJ or Landry? I went through today, looked at the Steelers for slot receivers because we used to be terrible against them. Like, really, really bad. You wanted to play any slot receiver against the Steelers. Week one and week two, we gave up an absurd amount of yards. Then we traded for Minka, and we've given up, like, nothing. We are very, very good against the slot receivers all of a sudden. I'm not playing Jarvis Landry. We saw, we saw Pittsburgh hold Cooper Cup, who plays out of the slot a lot, to zero receptions. That I mean that I think speaks for itself because Cooper Cup is a top slot wide receiver in this. Keenan Allen had zero receptions out of the slot. Wow. Uh, I just Tyler Boyd had barely anything. I think Landry can be shut down in this game. And where Pittsburgh is allowing some yards, it's slowly like we don't give up huge chunk plays. Um, They're just it you know accumulates slowly is on the outside. So I think OBJ can have a good game. We saw Robert Woods have a good game. We saw Mike Williams have a good game. Uh, Zach Pascal was fine. So I think OBJ can have a pretty decent game this week. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Sits, Jalen Samuels, obviously. Connor's you, back. As long as Connor's back, I think you can safely drop Jalen Samuels. Yep. Goodbye. Drop him. If I have James Connor, I'm holding on. Are he's, you? Cause like, he's your handcuff, yes. I guess. You need your insurance. In PPR leagues only. We have nice matchups coming up. I, I would hold on to Jalen Samuels for sure. I have him in a league. I don't even own James Conner. I'm not willing to drop him yet. Okay. James Conner gets hurt every game. He could play this game and get hurt. Okay. Uh, another guy I'm not playing on the Steelers is Mason Rudolph, but you weren't playing him anyways, but not exciting. And then on the other side of the ball, the other quarterback, Baker Mayfield, not playing him against the Steelers defense. Good Lord, no. Cause a lot of... A lot of turnovers Baker creates, or Baker makes a lot of turnovers. Is that the right? Creates turnovers? No, Pittsburgh creates turnovers. Baker just does it. Well, yeah, Baker's best completion percentage is to the opposing team. (laughs) I'm kidding. Now he's going to kill us. Uh, Now he's going to throw all over the Steelers. It's fine. I know, I'm talking, I'm talking smack like our dog isn't named Baker. I know, we do love Baker Mayfield. <laughs> we really do. We named our puppy after him. But I think he struggles in this matchup. And is there anyone else, like, in the middle there? We I don't know so much for Cleveland. There's no one else that you would really consider. Somebody I think is worth, worth noting just in the last couple of games is James Washington. We were all super hyped on James Washington, you know, as soon as we saw Mason Rudolph come under center. And it just didn't, it didn't come to fruition. It was the Deontay Johnson show. Um, last, last four matchups, we've seen James Washington get six targets, six targets, four, seven. But he's making the good catches the too. Di- yeah, I was going to say, so he's, he's seen that volume since Pittsburgh played Baltimore, but the difference has been in the last two weeks, we've seen him make bigger catches. Not, not even, it, it is technically yardage. Um, he's, He's creating more yards, but he's making catches in big moments. So what are you doing with the other Pittsburgh wide receivers? Deontay, like, would you play James Washington over Deontay? What are you doing with Juju? I mean, Juju will probably have Denzel Ward on him. I don't know what to do with him. I mean, I... I don't like Thursday night games anyways for offenses. Uh, I I don't love this matchup for Juju. I probably would sit him if you have better options. And same thing with Deontay. Same thing with James Washington. I don't really want to play any of them. They're all participating, but none of them are, uh, none of them are safe. Yeah. 
and I don't really want to do that. But I do think that down the stretch, when we're looking at, you know, the the schedule, when we're looking at just the overall trend in his involvement, I think he could be another guy that maybe deserves a little bit more credit down the stretch for fantasy. And Vance? Probably have to, right? Cleveland yeah. gives up points to the tight end position. Anytime they've played a decent tight end, they've actually given up some points. So I think you can play. Just yeah. temper. Well, you don't expect much, but you might be able to squeeze out 50 yards. Maybe. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Maybe four receptions for 48 yards, and maybe we can throw in a touchdown. That's what you're hoping maybe. for here. You probably got to play. Yeah. I mean, the, the issue is you have other teams on by. You have just... Injuries at the tight end position right now. If Vance is on your waivers, you have worse options out there. All right. Well, that's it for today's show on Thursday or Friday. Are we posting on Thursday or Friday? Either way, later this week, we'll be talking about our other favorite plays for week 11. Yeah. So don't miss that. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Kate, where can you find yourself? At FF Ball Blast. And you can find me, Michelle, at Ball Blastum, Ball Blast E-M. E-M. You can find us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash ballblast. Stay tuned. Send us your questions for week 11. We're in the home stretch. These are the must-win weeks, so hopefully we can help you out. If there's information you need, just holler. Uh, we're, we're here for you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.